Today is Monday, December 12th. The title for our devotional is The Virgin Birth. For Advent this year, we're walking through the birth narrative from the Gospel of Matthew. Last week, we explored Matthew's opening genealogy and the significance of Jesus being the fulfillment of Israel, specifically the promises made to Abraham and David. This week, we're exploring the details Matthew gives about the birth of Jesus. He's much more concise than Luke and gives us a snapshot of the birth narrative. Luke gives us the much longer version. Verse 18 here reveals this to be Matthew's stated intent in the verses that follow. Matthew 1.18 reads, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. This is a continuation and explanation of what he has subtly hinted at in verse 16. In Matthew 1.16 we read, And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. And Mary was the mother of Jesus, who was called the Messiah. It's difficult to see in the English translation, but the verb translated was the mother of here is in the passive voice. This, of course, is another deviation from the typical genealogy formula, which usually reads something like David begot Solomon. This is a subtle hint that the circumstances of Jesus' birth were supernatural. The nature of this supernatural birth he explains here in verse 18. Before they came together, of course, refers to their official union and consummation of their marriage. This obviously implies the miraculous nature of the child's conception. Matthew then states it clearly with the phrase, through the Holy Spirit. This is the first mention of the Holy Spirit in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew will mention the Holy Spirit throughout the Gospel, culminating in the Great Commission imperative to baptize, quote, in the name, singular, of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in Matthew 28, 19. This, of course, reveals the nature of God to be a trinity. There is a good deal of theological significance to the virgin birth that we need to uphold. To many modern Christians, this seems like a relic of the ancient world, an unnecessary assertion of a miracle that reveals the simplicity of ancient religions. Luke's account of the angel's announcement to Mary and explanation of Jesus' miraculous conception explains the theological importance of the virgin birth. In Luke 1.35 we read, The angel said, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The virgin birth, first of all, means that Jesus was holy. Remember in Luke 1.35, describes him as, so the Holy One. He was born without original sin, the only human to have that privileged status since Adam and the fall. Therefore, he could follow the law perfectly and truly be holy. Thus, he can be the pure and spotless lamb who takes away the sin of the world. In Luke 1.35, we also read uh, that he was called the Son of God, or that was the reason for the virgin birth. Jesus was not literally the son of Joseph, nor was he literally the son of Mary. Because of the nature of his miraculous birth, Jesus was the son of God in a deeper sense. This isn't just a proverbial statement. We also don't need to stretch the language too far and posit that Jesus was literally born from God, as Mormon theology claims. As we talked about in our doctrine class, Jesus is eternally existent with the Father. He is the eternal son. There never was a time when he was not. He is God who took on flesh in the Incarnation. Simply to describe the nature of his Incarnation, however, with the language that we have available to us, Son of God gets at the idea most concisely. We'll talk about this further in a couple of days when we address the name Emmanuel. For today, I invite you to reflect on the mystery of the virgin birth, that is, the miraculous work of God becoming human in the Incarnation. 
This is indeed a mystery and one worth reflecting on every Christmas season. Mystery leads to wonder, which leads to worship. Be careful we don't try to explain away the unexplainable about God and lose sight of the wonder that leads to worship.